Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. The Kansas City Royals deep dive. And, and we look at a team that's been around for 55 seasons coming into the league in 1969. It's interesting to think about that. They've been in the league for 55 years, but actually they're one of the newer franchises. It feels like that, doesn't when it? You think I don't even know that, though. That's before you were born. Right, but but think <laughs> of it. They were, they, they've, been, they've been around for a long time now, but in the history of baseball, they're actually one of the newer franchises, which is just bizarre to think about. Well, I think in that 69 season with divisional play starting, you had, you had four new teams, you know, at that point. So well, we've only added... What four teams since then? The the Rockies, the Marlins, the Rays, and the D backs, and the D backs, and the Blue Jays. And the they- Blue Jays came in in seventy seven. So after that, that's true. That counts. That counts as well. All right. Um, Those and- five teams. Yes, and the Rays, and the Ra- oh, the Rays we had in the original four. Uh, I think they were seventy seven. The Rays. They came in in seventy seven. The devil, the devil race came in in seventy. So they were ninety three. That's ninety. They were ninety. Right, right. They were ninety. Right, they right. were with the Diamondbacks. Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm forgetting another team that You're came forget- in in nineteen seventy seven. So um, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So in 69, it was the Padres and the Royals um, and the Expos mm-hmm. uh, and the Seattle Pilots, which then became the Milwaukee Brewers. Who then, <laughs> years later, be, go on to get back a franchise in the Mariners. So okay. the, the Royals, have they're, they're part of our two World Series winning team groups. Um, and we're kind of bouncing around a little bit here because uh, we still have yet to do the Phillies. Um, but it's amazing how many franchises there that have been around, even 55 seasons, two World Series. Well, that's better than the Mets, right, who have two in uh, 60. Well, I, I think what you're going to see is that there's only so many World Series that could have been won, first off. And secondly, there's one team that kind of has a lot of them, which really limits the ability for other teams to win World Series. Like when one team has close to 33% of the total World Series – it's going to kind of throw the odds and everything into a bit of a chaos. So um, all time, the Royals record, and this, I, I, I don't know if I had to think about the Royals before I looked at it. Uh, I thought, do they have a winning record all time or a 500 record all time or a losing record? I would have to guess under just because my entire life, other than that brief period <laughs> right. in twenty like 2014 to 2016, they've not been a very good franchise. So it would be hard for me to believe with all of these years where they've been terrible that they'd have above a 500. And, and they don't. Uh, as of uh, just the other day, they're 4,084 4, wins and 4,485 losses. So about 400 games. Games under 500 uh, for the history of the franchise for a 47. That's gonna take a long time to get back up to five. That's and there aren't too many. I think 47.7 percent. That is it, that's among the lower ones, right? It's amazing how close they are. I think the Yankees are the best at like a 53 percent almost, and the worst is going to be at 47. I don't think they really vary too much. Well, no, you're, from everybody's there. going to be bunched up right there because it would be really hard for one team. Let's put it this way: if you had all of the normal numbers, but then there was one team that had like a 61 percent win rate for their history something would be wrong there because that wouldn't make any sense right 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 and and they've got nine playoff appearances in their 55 years so once every six years or so they make the playoffs and as you pointed out they've been particularly rough aside from 14 through 16 as you pointed out since uh, the turn of the century yeah, yeah, and they're not they're not very good again this year uh, and, and and a lot of that's about you know how much money the they don't spend. Um, now, they, now they have committed to a full rebuild 
after that the World Series core broke apart in 2014. And I think one of the things that Royal fans from, you know, what they would said is that they, they held, won in 15. They won, they won in 15. 15. They, but there was the 14, 15 teams, but they held on to some of the guys from those teams for a little too long. And that's just so baseball. And that's just so <laughs> baseball, right? And they didn't commit to a full rebuild until like two or three years ago. I'd say when they got rid of Whit Merrifield, mm-hmm. that's when they committed to like, really, Okay, we're done. We're tearing this all down and rebuilding it from the ground up the only guy that's kind of still around from back then is salvador perez who is going to go down as an all-time royal and of course granky's back there this year pitching uh, what i assume will be his final major league season by the way if anyone just doesn't know zach grew there should be a book about the wild things that granky talks about because he is just the funniest guy yeah, in the he's league. great did you hear the story he was telling about when he's facing vada one time so he, he faces he's talking about when he's facing vada one night he's like yeah so i threw him three hanging sliders in a row and they're like, what? Why? And he's like, well, I know Joey's the only kind of guy that's got an eye good enough to see the spin on the ball and know how it's supposed to break. So I figured I'd throw him hanging ones and then he would just swing and miss. Somebody went and looked up the stats. He went like 0 for 4 that day against him. <laughs> I really like Granke. Uh, one of the things that I really like about him is that he was a tennis champion at like age 10 to 12. And he had to decide between tennis and baseball. Clearly, he made the right choice. Um, but that that he a pitcher and tennis player, that kind of link, mean, links, links up pretty well. Of, he's a Hall of Famer in talent and a Hall of Famer in stories. There's a great story. He's talking to some guy. He's just like... He's just like, oh, man, I, I don't know if you can trust anybody without dogs he, like that, you know, doesn't like dogs. And his teammates just like, oh, yeah, you got to love dogs. They're the best. I don't know about cats, though. Zach, what do you got? Oh, I got cats. This <laughs> 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 is such a bizarre thing that like Ricky would be leading him on only to just be like, yeah, I have cats. So uh, you you noted this before we started. The, the winningest manager is Ned Yost from mm-hmm. the World Series winning team. Um, of course, he he had a four four seventy one winning win loss percentage, I mean, he's so he's sticking, under five hundred. He's, right he's the winningest manager. <laughs> I mean, really, is that just saying? There's got to be some ones that really stink for them. Then, um, so they came out of the gate strongly because by their third season in 1971, they were over five hundred. They were eighty five and seventy six, which you know a lot of times that's you know pretty difficult. I mean, the Marlins are probably the team that you think about the most coming the league in 93 and then winning the World Series and four years later in 97. Well, did the Diamondbacks do that coming in in 97 and then winning it in 01? In 01, same, same four-year four period. Yes, yes, I think that's right. That's right. So, the Rockies did not have that kind of turnaround. No. <laughs> no, and they still were waiting for their first, um, you know, their first World the Na- Series technically appearance. Technically, the Nationals came in and won it. No, they're 16. the Expos. Well, they won it like 16 years they, later. They're the Expos. Yeah, Come the Expos. on. Let's, let's. So um, they're Hall of Fame inductees. Um, Whitey Herzog, who was a manager there for a lot of years, uh, and he also managed in the Cardinal organization and was an executive in the Met organization, and they let him go. And that was a bad move by the Mets because Whitey Herzog was a great baseball guy. I'm going to admit, when I hear that name, my first thing went to <laughs> Warner Herzog, yeah, and, uh, the film director. <laughs> they used to call Whitey Herzog the white rat because uh, he had white hair. And, and I thought he didn't mind the, being called that, and I would have not liked that I, at all. I like that nickname, and I don't think you would get away with calling somebody that today. So uh, somehow Joe Gordon um, is in their Hall of Fame, and I can't figure he must have been an executive or something like that. He voted by the Veterans Committee, and he oh, was inducted. Joe Gordon, not Joe Morgan, uh, uh, inducted as a player. Um, so he wasn't a player for the Royals, obviously, because he was long retired. George Brett, we'll talk about George oh, yeah. Brett a lot in this podcast. I think if you're talking about the store of the Royals, it's kind of hard to avoid talking about George Brett. I, I don't know. I, I guess Orlando Cepeda played for the Royals, but I don't uh, think of that. Uh, in a Royal. Um, Gaylord Perry, there's that name I think, again. I think Saberhagen. 
he, he's not he's not oh, right. These are their Hall of Famers, right? But not, if I'm not thinking the royal big time royal royal guys, I would think Saberhagen. I guess Killebrew played for the Royals at one point. I don't remember that. And and Bob Lemon, who was a manager more prominently in my mind than a player, he was a pitcher uh, before that. Uh, back uh, some, was uh, was a Royal at some point because he's in as a player, but he, he wasn't uh, you know as. So is Brett the only guy that's in as a Royal? As a player, as a royal, who was primarily a, a royal. royal. That, exactly. So, so, so Salvador Perez, actually. That could I think be, it's Granky. Doesn't Granky Gr- go in Granky as a royal? Granky has to go in Doesn't as a royal. Doesn't he go as a royal? Especially because he went back there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what uh, I think. Right. So um, Granky will go in as a royal next. They have won 100 games only one time in 1977. So that surprised me, I guess. That's not great, right? You'd think the team would somehow stumble into 100 wins. They didn't win the World Series that year, as we like to talk about. So that, that's kind of typical as well. And they lost 100 games six times, but they've done that all since 2002. Right. That's, and that's, that's what you're That's what I was saying. Is for me, my memory of them, they've just been bad since the turn of this the millennium they just a real rough long stretch other than that one period where it all came together for them right right and and that that was a i would say that was a well-managed team because from a talent perspective they were not better than the teams in in the league much less than than the mets that season i think but they executed they played they just and of course they had gone to the world series the year before in 14 and lost to that giants winning the third time in six five right years right and, like and, that. and that was the mad bum game seven performance and to to get all the way back the next year and to beat a team that was thought to be a better team than them um, hats off man that's a great world series win for but them. that was a team and they earned that like, we talk about teams on a mission that was a team on a mission that year so, um, you know, when you go through the all-time records, and we'll, we'll talk about their war leaders, because that's always fun to do for a team that I, I don't know some of the players. Well, right, you, get, you get a lot of interesting guys on a, on a list like this because, you know, a lot of the Hall of Famers that we mentioned that have played for the Rosas did not play for them during their big parts of their career. Right, right. So there's some guys on this list that I had never really heard of. So uh, George Brett is really the only guy that I think, and he's like, um, if there are 30 categories in baseball reference, George Brett is first in like 20 of them. Right. If it's an <laughs> offensive category for the Royals, George Brett probably leads it. And if he doesn't, he's second. And I'm, I'm, I said, we're not Royal fans, but and I thought about, well, who's the all-time leader in Royal home runs? George Brett. <laughs> he, had, he had 317. George Brett had 317 home runs. I didn't think of him as a home run hitter. Right, right, right. right. He still had 317. That's amazing. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, yeah, he leads in war, uh, offensive war. Uh, he leads in – he's second in batting average all one. time. The leader in, in Royal – and I only did it for three seasons of Royal. So there should be like – you know, if you're going to put like who's the all-time leader in batting average. Right, you need to have like a minimum three number. Seasons, Jose Offerman. And by the way, who never hit anywhere, anywhere like that for the rest of his career. I do remember he had a couple of amazing years for the Royal. I think he signed off with the Mets after that. Yeah, yeah. I think he ended up missing. So he also leads an on-base uh, percentage, which is also unfair to George Brett, who did it for like 35 years or something like that. You know, um, so the slugging percentage is a guy I mentioned before, Danny Tartable. And you said Danny Tartable, I you know never never heard, heard of him. So all I remember about Danny Tartable, he was a power hitter who ended up. I, I don't know if they signed him as a free agent. I think George signed, signed him as a free agent and came to the Yankees. Is Danny Tartable's this great player. He was terrible as a Yankee. Mm. Oh, and he he was one of those, he kind of got run out of town. Probably why I've never heard of him. Right, like right, he didn't have, but you know, George Brett is, you know, games played, at-bats, played appearances, runs scored, hits, total bases, doubles, triples, home runs, runs better than, bases on ball. This is all George Brett leading the game. It's, it's impressive also that he leads in home runs, doubles, and triples, but doesn't lead in slugging percentage. 
Right, right, which is, just means the guy didn't play enough to have, you know, to have it go down and, and revert exactly. to the mean. Um, the stolen base leader is not George Brett. Obviously, it you know, wouldn't be. I, you're, you don't remember because this guy played in the 80s, and, and anybody that watched the Royals, the teams that, and then they won the World Series in 1985, obviously, with Sabre Hagen and uh, George Brett. And Frank White at second base, and his uh, uh, center fielder was Willie Wilson. And Willie Wilson, Wilson was the speedster. He had 612 stolen bases, and that was the he's Royal. He's one of the all-time stolen base right. leaders. He's up we, there we in career. about him, and his big issue for the Hall of Fame was that he really only had the steals. That was like the only thing he had. Yeah, I actually, it was a pretty good hitter. You know, I mean, in terms of average, but, but had it, no power. And, but yeah, it was like when you when you only when you looked at his stats for a Hall of Fame candidacy, he didn't even have some of the other things that the other stolen base guys did have. But he didn't lead the Royals in stolen base percentage. And 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 who do you think would? Have, oh, you're come on, Met fan. Uh, so it's got to be who's that shortstop? No, I was going to guess. I'll no, Med fan. Think stolen base percentage. Who has the best stolen bases in the history of? Oh, Beltran. Base- there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's Beltran. Yeah. So and, and you know he was an. Amazing- I was thinking Met Killer. Right. 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 Killer Met. Well, only when he looked at the third strike from uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Um, and Cookie Rojas is, is in there for at bats per strikeout, but um, George Brett just is you know. Mr. Royal, when you think about it, because the rest of the guys on this list, like we said, are just not, you know, memorable names. Uh, and, and some of the names you don't even know. How about the pitchers? So who is the greatest Royal pitcher? Well, I'd already guessed Saberhagen. Yeah. It, he's not by war. Who I have no idea. So I, this really surprised me because I, I, you know, he was a nice pitcher, is I it, thought. And it was Kevin Apier. Oh, I was going to guess. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, Royal fans. I guess Kenny Rogers. No, I don't think he pitched for them. Um, uh, or at least not, not enough to get. So you know, Saberhagen is in top and walks and hits for inning and pitched. And Granke was a good Royal, but he wasn't there for a large part of his Well, career. no, he, I thought he pitched. I thought he pitched there long enough. I bet you he pitched seven or eight years yeah, for the I'm Royals. Not, if he's yeah. going to go in as a Royal, he had to be there long enough to be able to do that. So there's a bunch of guys. So if I go through, the earn run average leader is Dan Quisenberry. Who? Oh, sorry, you don't remember Dan Quisenberry? Submarine relief pitcher. Um, really good pitcher. Obviously was on that 85. Well, not obviously, but was on the 85 team. Probably why I don't um, remember. All-time Royal wins for a pitcher, Paul Splitorf. Yeah. He throw a splitter? Left-handed pitcher. The one lowest percentage is Jason Vargas. Remember Jason Vargas? I do remember yeah, Jason the, the former Met. I'm just shocked he qualified. And Jeff Montgomery leads in saves. That I believe. And and in quite a few offensive categories. Um, Other and, offensive categories. Uh, uh, pitching categories, I should say. Um, All time categories. Complete games. A guy you've never heard of. Shutouts. Like the same guy. Uh, and he also gave her the most home runs. The same pitcher, Dennis Leonard. No, you wouldn't. You, you, and, and I hadn't seen that name in a while. Mark Gubiza, who is a uh, commentator now, um, a fine major league pitcher, um, uh, leads in ignominious categories, um, bases on balls, wild pitches, and hit by pitch. <laughs> he leads in those three. I'm, I'm get, sure he would have get Mark on the podcast I, I, and talk about yeah, that. I'm sure Mark probably would have preferred you didn't bring up <laughs> like, Did he have any like like positive categories? No. <laughs> No. Not that he's leading the team. <laughs> no, in. no, not in any positive categories. So let's. Uh, why don't you start? Take us through. Okay, so the the obvious all time yeah. leader for war is the obvious number one is George Brett. So the second one is Apier, which just tells you a lot about the franchise. They don't keep their players, right? And I think that's more what you're looking at than anything else. Is that they just don't keep their play, like like because it's like Apier gets it more just by longevity with the franchise than anything else. Right? How could they get it so right with George Brett and get it so wrong with everybody else? 
I, I, I really don't understand it. And the third all-time, and this kills Met fans, you wouldn't know this either, right? The third all-time war guy is Amos Otis, a, a really fine defensive center, who was a Met, and they traded him for a guy named Joe Foy and a sack of baseballs. And, and uh, yeah, it didn't work out well for the Mets. Uh, and Amos Otis went on to be a multi-time all-star and all that stuff. And the Met fans were like, had to watch this guy, have a great career going, but that's our center fielder. He's supposed to be, He's supposed to be on, on, on our team. Um Willie Wilson is fourth all time. Yep. Okay. Saberhagen is fifth. So there comes in Saberhagen. Okay. Know. So those are guys we talked about. Those are real. And Mark Gubisa is somehow sixth. So he would pitch there in addition to hitting people and walking people, but he pitched there but long enough. It tells you when you look at this list. Good that you, pitcher, you know, by you're the not way. Se- you're not seeing a guy like Beltran super high up on this list. You're not seeing a guy like Greinke. Didn't super stay high up on this didn't list. Stay there. They didn't stay there. And that, that could be the biggest failing of the Royals is that they've had – some exemplary players pass through their franchise that they've had to let go for various reasons. Frank, Frank White was a guy who stayed there his whole time, so he accumulated 34 war because he was a really solid second baseman but did nothing fantastic offensively at a time when maybe second baseman didn't do so many super things unless you're a Ryan Sandberg right. or something like that. Um, and and so he's there because he he was a guy, he, I think he might have played his whole career with the Royals. I mean, let me, let me take a quick look. So that, there's another guy they kept um, yes, he played all 18 years with the Royals. So there's a guy, and that's how you, you know, we'd say war is a cumulative stat, folks, and this is a perfect example of that. Um, Alex Gordon played a long time with the Royals. He follows at number eight for all-time war. Um, Salvador Perez has played his whole career for the Royals. He's behind him. So there's a there's a theme here. Zach Greinke is 10th. Yep, Zach Greinke comes in at the 10. So, you know, and he pitched, how many years did he pitch for the Royals? Nine years for the Royals. So, right, he's got to go in as a Royal, I think, more than anything else. Um, Hal McRae, senior, mm. uh, somebody you don't probably know very much about. You might have heard of Hal McRae, Jr. Dennis Leder, we talked about him. Uh, he's out there because he pitched there for a long time. Quisenberry. Um, Beltran checks in at 14. So how, that's how good Beltran was because how many years do you think he played for Kansas City? Three? Five oh, I maximum. Don't I don't think he played that many. He, he played. played seven years. Wrongo. <laughs> I'm wrong. Seven years. How did he play seven? I, I am, I am shocked at that. And it was all at the beginning of his career. So that when he went to Houston that year, um, I just didn't realize, I thought he was still a really young player when he went to the Astros. And, and in they effect, traded him. He was because he was only 27 when he, when he went to the Astros. His, when he was having his best season yet that right, year. Right, right. Um, and then they traded him to New York, and he was great for them. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, well, he, he went to sign in New York. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Does he go into the Hall of Fame, Beltran, as a Royal or a Med? Buck gets fired this year, and Beltran becomes a new manager. I bet he goes in as a Med. Oh, that's a good call. That's a really interesting call on that. Wow. Hmm. Okay. okay. Because I could I could see that happening. I, if Buck goes this year, I could see Beltran coming in as the Met manager. Right. So which where did he play most of his? Um, it's split. It's either New York or he played what seven for the Royals. One, two, three, four, five. Six. They have totals. So he played six and a half. He played one, two, three, seven for the Royals, five. seven for the Mets. Yeah. So it, it, it'll come down to who he feels more strongly connected to organizationally. Considering the, his actions, I would guess it's the Mets. Yeah, do the right? Would the Royal fans be upset that he doesn't go in as a Royal? I mean, he played the same amount of his years. Biggest, his biggest years were the were the Mets, though. His his 
most high interesting pro- it's interesting because they, they don't have a hall of fame guys that's what i'm saying it would mean so much more <laughs> to the royal fans if he were to go in as a royal right. so uh, lorenzo kane follows him on the list we certainly know all about lorenzo mm-hmm. recently retired lorenzo kane really just fine ball player mike sweeney who was the proverbial professional hitter right would, would uh, behind him the dh before dh yes well put <laughs> split off uh, we mentioned him um charlie liebrandt remember charlie liebrandt left-handed pitcher good fine played a long time for kansas city um, John Mayberry, first baseman for Kansas City. I, the, I remember his son, John Mayberry Jr. Yes, yes, you do. That's right. Um, Jeff Montgomery, we talked about the relief pitcher yep. there. Um, Freddie Patek. Ever heard of Freddie Patek? No. Freddie Patek was like five foot three. Wow. Okay. I mean, Tiny. literally five foot three. And, and so I didn't, you know, I remember him uh, playing. I thought he played a lot of his career for the Pirates. Uh, but he only played the first three seasons for the Pirates when I was a kid. That's why I remember it, because he mm. came and played. But he played um, nine years for Kansas City, uh, a career 242 hitter um, with a slugging percentage of 324. I'm just saying, it's not a good look for the Royals that this guy's in their top 24. And somehow he was a three-time also. And, and you just love the guy because he was five foot three. Right. right? <laughs> and I think that's the best thing about it. Danny Duffy. We know Danny Duffy, obviously. Um, who was a guy for the Royals who was sort of the hope as their next big pitcher and who could just never get it together control-wise. Similar to, I believe, another pitcher that they had that ended up, Robbie Ray. I believe he was... Uh, I don't remember him as a... As a, as a, a I don't think so. Let me check. I think he came up as a Tampa Bay Ray. Uh, and I think that was his first team. Uh, I don't think he was a Royal. That would be interesting if he was there. Because he must have really flamed out if he did, but I don't think so. Um so there's a name on here at number 23 in the all-time war that this is a guy I've never heard of. And I, I, this doesn't happen to me, right? Because this is a team that's been my lifetime and all that kind of stuff. The guy's name is Larry Gura. Okay, he position. I had to look at the position. I don't even know what he played. Uh, he played pitcher. He had 126 wins in his career and 97 losses. Okay, he played... 16 years of Major League Baseball. And he's like a blind spot to He you. played for the Yankees two years. And you didn't know when they were at, When they were playing at, at, at Shea Stadium those two years in 74 Maybe that's why you blocked it out? I don't know. He played 10 years for the Royals. It was 111 and 78. He was not an original Royal. He didn't come to them until they were good in 76. He went 16 and 4 in 1978. How do I not know who and this how is player is? This guy that's so low on the war list. He's not like a pretty good pitcher. Uh, yeah, yeah. As a royal, he was uh, 111 and 78, which I think is pretty good. 1700 innings. Uh, what was his ERA? Uh, three. Wow. Yeah, uh, 419. I'm sorry, oh. 419 with a 125 whip. Uh, anyway, just surprise. You know, as much as we studied the game and we followed something knocks you out like that, like Larry Gura. And I guess I need a royal fan to tell me how great Larry Gura was because I never heard of the guy. Um, and then David de Jesus is the, uh, the last guy on our list. So are there any Royals on the team now that you could be, you, know, you, you mentioned Salvador Perez, um, should be a Royal his whole career, right? Has a, an outside shot at the hall of fame? Outside shot. Outside shot. I think he's, especially if he puts together another three to four seasons like he has been. You know, you'd have to hit like 40 home runs, though. I mean, to really. If he, if he hits 30, 40 home runs and even two or three more seasons, he's knocking on the door. He's in the conversation. Well, and that's because catches are underrepresented. Exactly. So I, I, I think that could. But I, I can't think of any other players. Granky. Granky. Right. But I, I but mean. Young guys that are turning the corner. And, and that's what they need to get, right? They got Bobby Witt Jr. now in that organization. They need to have a guy like that go Ronald Acuna. Well, they were hoping, <laughs> they were hoping Ronald Mondesi Jr. was going to be that guy, but he wasn't. 
They were hoping Merrifield was going to be that guy, and he never really developed. Uh, I think Merrifield was a really good ball player. That did, they needed him to be better than he could be. Right. <laughs> so I, I think that's they 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 needed him to develop into a complete. Uh, attack players that have got a guy that's going to be a really good leadoff hitter. And so this year's team, um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about this year's team? They're they, not very good. They, they're not very good. And in terms of the players, besides the up and coming players, like, like we say, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be, you know, they got Vinny Pasquiento. Um, the best thing about Vinny is he's a big jet fan. <laughs> now he's you know he's he's batting 247 this year you know he's, he's got a lot some of pal- guys on that lineup that do yeah. not inspire a lot uh, where's the, and they're going to fix Fran Mil Reyes which no no team has been able to do that so far um they they they've got Jackie Bradley Jr on their team that that, that right okay, there. for a young team that's that's not going anywhere you you shouldn't have Jackie Bradley Jr on your team playing anywhere because you got to have somebody in an organization that could use the reps out there. Right. That's going to get gonna you co- more than what you're getting out of Jackie Bradley Jr. So uh, I, I think that's the biggest. I think Chapman will be traded, you know, at, at, at the trading deadline. They'll try to get some assets for him. Um, you say they're on the right path. Boy, they seem so far away to me. I think I, I don't know if they're on there. You'd be worried if you're a team like the Royals because – you have a team like the Tigers that seem like they're kind of getting their rebuild in order. You have a team like the Guardians that are underperforming this year. You have a team like the White Sox, which should be better than the sum of their parts, but they can't seem to figure it out. And then you have the Twins. Um, there's not a path that like – it's not like the other teams in your division are also going to suddenly get worse. Or no, nor are they going to run away from you though. I right. mean all you need to do is have – you know, you need to have a crazy 10-game winning streak and all of a sudden you're, you're, in, that you're, you're in the mix. So I, I'm thinking about the Royals going – I think – you know, it's the kind of market to play, and it's great to be a Royals player. I think the city loves this its oh, team. Yeah. They've always supported the, the team. If you're a guy who doesn't really uh, do well in the limelight, right? Like you know, like say maybe the bright lights of New York are too much for you or L.A. That's a place where Kansas City should look to bring because you go there and you have your career. You're kind of under the radar. The the the, the press isn't as big. And you know, after you, the fans you. are going to love you because that's the way they are in the Midwest. So if I'm the Royals, I'm looking around the league for guys that are underperforming in major markets that we might be able to bring here, give them a change of scenery, and hopefully have the city fall in love with them and, and then all of a sudden have a turn their career around and right. to be what we thought it could be. I'm, I'm trying to think of a player that would fit that, you know, that meld right now that, you know, underperformed and just, you know. That would have been Joey Gallo last year. Right. Um, it could have been Nick Castellano. Right. You know, before Castellanos, before he turned it around, I think, a little bit now this year for the Phillies. So you're, you're looking for those kinds of players to say, Hey, a change of scenery. It's really hard to build a World Series winner out of those types of players. Yeah, it's a, it's it's still you're still rolling dice. Yeah. Well, good luck, Royal fans. Uh, it, it's you still got a way to go, but uh, love the color scheme of the team. You know, like 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 the history of the team. Just wish they could, you know, do something and, and get and, into and the wish mix. They had to beat us in 2015. Yeah, that too. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at Almost Cooper.